Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. We want to welcome you to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast, part of the Believe and Buzz Radio Networks. You can always hear us on all podcast platforms, as well as the Buzz 2 in Central Arkansas, 106.7. So please like, rate, and review. And we're always coming to you live from the Corey Hyman and Anderson Plumbing and Electric Studios. I'm your host, Porter Hayes of Sports and Culture Arkansas, and alongside me is Jacob Davis from Arkansas Fight, and we are brought to you by Bet Online. And Bet Online to wish you, as we continue to march on to the NBA playoffs, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all best sports wagering actions for 2022. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Bet Online, where the game starts, and we are live on our Facebook page. And all of our live broadcasts are brought to you by the Arkansas Brewing Company in Ozark, Arkansas. So be sure to go down there, open Wednesdays through Sundays, go down there and see Destiny and Chris Brockett down there in Ozark, Arkansas. Jacob, we always started the past three weeks with a softball team and they continue to uh, do it again. I I don't know where to start. Do we talk about the sweep and the trifecta of the awards or do we talk about the SEC tournament championship? I mean, we could pick so many things to really start this conversation off, but I do want to congratulate the Arkansas Razorback softball team on not only winning the outright SEC regular season title, but going through and having a little tough game there at the second game, but claiming that SEC tournament championship with a 4 nothing win over Missouri. Yeah, man. They Where do you even start with this team? They The dream season continues. They go out and almost sweep all the awards uh, possible. They – they go out and, you know, they, they found themselves in some trouble against Florida. I mean, obviously it was in Gainesville, so you knew that Florida's fans were going to turn out. But, man, they that pitcher for Florida had an awful, oh, awful fourth inning. so bad. It was, it was totally, so bad. So, so tough to watch. And I, then they go and they play Missouri and they just – they they shut them out. Is that what I remember? Yeah, they, they won they four nothing. Out and, uh, she, uh, Dels played. I mean, she pitched phenomenal. Um, and they they looked really good, and and they are laser focused. And that's what I said a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Is this this team going to be? But I think it was before the South Carolina series. Was this team going to be able to stay laser focused and and continue on? And they've answered the question, Porter. They look solid. I, I said a couple of weeks ago that. That Kentucky series was a huge turning point, not only for how they won it, not only for them to jump out to a 7-0 lead, Kentucky won that second game for them to bounce back. But that after that series, there was a, a, a top 25 that comes out, and, you know, they made the team feel slighted. That's where, you know, all season long it's been focused, not losing an SEC series, not – Losing, you know, letting teams come back and beat you. And when they found out that Hannah Gamble was not going to be on that top 25 list, that lit a fire. I think that is what this team needed. We got to see a whole new side of Coach Dyfel, how her demeanor is, 
how, you know, you, you want to talk about a mama bear. I mean, that was the turning point to where this team really felt like they were being disrespected. They felt like last year was just a fluke. And to turn around after that Kentucky series, sweep Florida, then you go on the road, and then you take care of business against A&M, who had just beat Alabama, and then go into the SEC tournament where you beat Ole Miss, and for the fourth time, now you sweep them three games, and then you have to go beat them again, Florida, in Gainesville, and it was a different atmosphere. I mean, I, that Florida game, you were on the edge of your seat. You, you were just, you know, you didn't know what was going to happen, and Florida had to lead. And there was not, that freshman pitcher, Delray, Delray, I think that's her name, if I'm pronouncing it right. I mean, had the Razorbacks on their heels. And then they got on base and they made that switch. And that was, I mean, and I, I do want to commend the coach. I, I've not really got to speak about that coach. Uh, I made a post about it. But you want to talk about a class act. And, and I said something to the point of he stated that Florida beat themselves, but he said it in a way that didn't take one single thing away from Arkansas. And you don't hear that much. You know, if usually if you beat yourself, it's a little salty. You're a little, you're a little bitter about it. But that guy has so much class, and I, I really do want to tip my hat off to him and that program and that whole, the whole series. And for them to close it out against Missouri, the team they hadn't faced all year, win 4 nothing. And, again, we, we, we can't say enough about – what this team's going to do. They ended up getting the four overall seed in the upcoming tournament. They'll start with the regional, super regionals, and they'll start off with Princeton Friday, May 20th at 5 p.m. And if they advance to the super regionals, they're probably going to get matched up with Washington. And, Jacob, I don't know if you remember this, they they faced them down in Mexico. So this could be that revenge. You were talking about a chip, another team from the Pac-12 coming into Bogle Park. This could be part of that revenge tour. Yeah, and and the way though this team has played, yeah, they are they're absolutely out for revenge, Porter. And and that's the thing I'm watching as uh as they go through this postseason. Are they gonna keep that chip on their shoulder? Are they gonna be able to want want the want each and every game like it's their last game? That that's the thing, and they they've shown that. Congratulations though to uh, KB Sides. That girl, uh, had, had, I was surprised that she won SEC Player of the Year, but I'm kind of not. I know that. Uh, I know that. Uh, I know what you were thinking. I, I know you uh, were were thinking there could be three girls that could be SEC Player of the Year. But yeah, this team has the has the star power to go out there and and they have a they have a mission. They have a mission to accomplish, and their star powers or stars on this team are not going to let them fall short i think they make it to, to oklahoma city honestly and uh get there with a chip on their shoulder and you're talking about kb sides you know winner of the sec player of the year and you know we talked about it last week if it wouldn't have been for really you know jen pointing that out to me about the stats and people were talking about gibson and and, and malkin and you have to note that when, when you're talking about the sec awards it's solely on sec play alone you know, non-conference, the the tournaments and all that does not those stats don't go into account when it, they go into. And I guess I can see why they do that, but it, to me, it doesn't make sense. You know, but that's taking nothing right. away from KB. I mean, you've got your leadoff hitter hitting 453, 20 ribbies, 
seven home runs, 28 stolen bases, and a thousand fielding percentage. So, I mean, she didn't, on the defensive side of the ball, she had a thousand fielding position with 32 putouts. So, she, I mean, only got caught stealing two bases, you know, caught stealing bases twice. So, that was, like I said, there was a clear cut case for three people. But when you look at the leadoff position and you got 20 ribbies from your leadoff, you know, you're used to her slap bunting or her speed and everything. When she started really pouring it on, that's where the SEC, those stats and how she performed, that that made her case. And then with the pitcher, we knew the pitcher and the coach was at lock. We said it was yeah. it was going to come down to three people, Lenny Malkin, Gibby, and then you look and see they had seven on the all-SEC team. Hannah McEwen was the one lone person that was on the second team. He had six on the first team. So, I mean, if that doesn't tell you what this team did, out of the nine positions, you had six of first-team all-SEC players. Your pitcher, your coach of the year, amazing job to the staff. Amazing job to Coach Stifle, what she did, getting back-to-back regular season championships, got her first SEC tournament champion, now she got back-to-back coach of the year. I mean, th- this this program is on an all-time high. And you could put it up there with the men's basketball program on just – you're talking about riding the wave. I mean, everybody now ha- has noticed. And it was funny that after that Kentucky series and how they felt like they were they had that chip on their shoulder and they swept Florida. You know, I put out a thing that, you know, had the thing from Gladiator and are you not entertained? And that's how I feel – they're going into this regional. They're going to the Super Regional. They went into the SEC tournament. They're like, are you not entertained? And they're showing everybody why they were the clear-cut best team in the SEC. And you got to grind it out and win, especially. I mean, to never beat Florida since, I think, I can't remember the day, how long ago it was. They had beat one in Florida, I think 07, all right? But for them to... No, they've never won in Florida. They won at Arkansas. Okay. They've never won in Gainesville. So you've never won in Gainesville. You're 0-30, and then you go 4-0 and this year. That says a lot about this team, where they're going. Um, but I do have to say, looking at the regional, I mean, you, you can't tell me that – and I'm going back to the slighted thing for a little bit. You can't tell me that a 13-seed Washington has a better, easier road – they got Texas, they got Lehigh, and Weber State. Arkansas's got Princeton, Oregon, and Wichita State. And Wichita State is a very good team. They're solid. So this is going to be a tough regional. This is not going to be a, a, an easy deal. But, yes, this is a whole lot different team than what Washington faced back in, in March, I believe it was, in, in Mexico. But I'm very excited about the regional. I'm going to try to, to make a game um, – Either Friday or Saturday, maybe Sunday, depending on how everything was, works out. But I'm definitely going to try to get up there for the the uh, super or the regional. I'll unfortunately be out of town uh, during the supers. But I'm telling you what, Jacob, if they make it Oklahoma City, I'm driving. <laughs> I'm going to be there in Oklahoma <laughs> City. I'll tell you that right now. Now, nah, and everybody, you know, look, this softball team, they've been the topic of our podcast for the past four weeks. The top of the show for the past four weeks has been the softball team because they've been the most dominant team on campus uh, outside of the uh, SEC track or our, both mm-hmm. of our track programs. Outside yep. of them, they've been worthy to be talked about the past four weeks. They've just been absolutely dominant. And, you know, it won't always be like this, obviously. 
because you know this summer rolls around there's going to be nothing to talk about and then you've got uh you then you'll finally get to football season and and it, it won't always be like this but right now they deserve it and they they deserve to be talked about and they deserve to be bragged on and 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 shown the respect because they've they have built a juggernaut of a program. They've gone back-to-back SEC championships, back-to-back coach of the year, or staff of the year, actually, because we know how uh, Coach Stoffel is, man. And, and they deserve it. They deserve the love and the respect and admiration. I, I applaud every single fan that uh, has been with us the past month and that is uh, abs- that, that's, you know, uh, rooted on this softball team because it's no longer a uh, forgotten sport. It's a spectator sport. I think that's, I think I remember Dudley Dawson saying that a couple of weeks ago on the bus and that stuck with me. They're no longer a forgotten team. They're no, no longer a forgotten program. No, I mean, they when you draw the crowds spectator. that they're drawing and, and yeah. you get the people, I mean, I can't wait to see how many people are going to be in the berm this, this weekend. I mean, they're yeah. going to have three to 4,000 there. And if they get another super regional, I mean, there's going to be even more. And that's going to be around Labor, or Memorial Day weekend. So, you know, I don't know how all that's going to affect crowds and stuff, but I'm telling you right now, they're going to show up and they're going to show out. And But we said that Mary needed to get back to her old self for this team to go far. And absolutely, she has. She answered the call. And I feel way more comfortable knowing you have a – I mean, your, your one-two punch in, in the pitching rotation got first-team All-SEC pitching. So, I mean, if that tells you how deep this team is, and, that, and they, we know they're going to hit. We know KB is going to hit. We know Gibby's going to hit. We know Hannah's going to hit. Malkin's going to hit. You know, career new home run queen, Lenny Malkin. You know, Hannah Gamble. We know they're all going to hit in their defense. And you got the corner with Hannah Gamble – on third, and then you have uh, Gibson on first. I mean, they're locked. They got first team all defense in the SEC. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in this regional, how they handle it. And for those who, who might have not have already heard or anything like that, uh, Tuesday, I'll be joining Pig Trail Nation on Tuesday at 6 30 is when it will air. They're going to do a uh, postseason softball special. So I'm very excited that I get to be on TV to promote the women, the, the softball team, because, Jacob, you know this has been my get-go from the jump. From when I first started on the Hog Talk podcast, this is nothing that, you know, we started supporting the team because they started winning. I mean, this was something I had a passion for from the get-go, so I really appreciate Alyssa for giving me this opportunity to come on and, and join the Pig Trail Nation and, and talk a little Razorback softball. Yeah, man, you deserve it too. You've worked your butt off for the past three years. I mean, I mean, you maybe four years because you started out with sports and culture, and you started covering this team when they were they were just in the middle of their uh, uptick as far as winning. I mean, they were winning twelve conference games a year, and now you get to reap the benefits of covering them. And these girls know who you are, and and they are very happy that they have somebody that puts uh, them on the forefront of a of a show like this i mean a lot of the posts that that we have here lately have been on the softball team and they're generating some numbers man people these girls i mean you could post a a softball post or a softball score and probably get two or three likes maybe even on their on their regular sports page a couple of years ago 
now, I mean, these kids, they're getting that recognition, man. And, and dude, you, you are the driving force behind, uh, covering, uh, Razorback, uh, women's athletics outside of Mr. Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know, you have, there, yeah there's really nobody other than, you know, that's my good friend. And he, I got to talk to him. He's out of the hospital back home. And a big shout out to Paul Boyd because he was one of them, one of the ones that I really leaned on to when it comes to you know being a better media outlet for the women and the the writing aspect which I'm working on and just everything that really comes to covering the women, trying to be as as unbiased as possible. But glad to you know hear that he's doing really well. And but yes, it's it you want to give them the attention and and the love that they deserve. Because, I mean, you look at, like you said about the posts. Two years ago, we could have posted something about the women's basketball team or the soccer team or the um, softball team. And it'd be like, who cares that's women's sports or whatever. They can't do this and that. Now, we get none of that. I mean, our fans, the, the Razorback fans have really embraced the women's programs at Arkansas. I really love it. You know, I... I couldn't be more prouder of this fan base because that's my passion. This is my passion, what I do. And for them to really, you know, you don't have the comments that we used to. We don't have the who cares. It's way to go. These girls are awesome. We're going to go. We went to our first softball game. We went to our first soccer game or our first women's basketball game. So to, for me to be able to have a little hand in that, maybe, I mean, it means a lot. So, I mean, I want to really personally thank every one of our fans out there, everybody tuning in right now, it really means a lot that just seeing a couple of hundred people in the stands and now there's thousands. I mean, that, that means, a, and that's all arenas. That's Bud Walton. That's Bogle Park. That's their soccer field. You see it. You've seen the growth in every, the volleyball, in the gymnastics. You've seen gymnastics, it in every single man. one of the, the arenas that they play in. The fans are starting to turn out, so I appreciate the kind words from you, And but I really want to thank the fans, and I want to thank the SIDs and the coaching staff who have allowed a podcast. You know, we're not a newspaper. We're not a television station. We're two guys that have done this on our own as a, as a hobby. This We both have full-time jobs, so for them to give us the access and for us to really make the most of it, I mean, I got to – hand it to them and the SLDs who grant the access and the coaches that I've been able to communicate with and, and, and build bonds with and let them know that we are really there for them. So I appreciate everything that's happened, and I'm looking forward to making the Hog Talk podcast proud and representing on Tuesday. Yeah, man, you're you're going to do a great job. Uh, go out there, break a leg, and, and tell us a hello for me. <laughs> yeah, I sure will. But, hey, I think we're about to head to a break. After the commercial break, we're going to talk about the baseball softball team dropping the series to Vandy, and we're going to talk a few things about a recruit or a transfer portal that come in to the football team, and we're going to talk about the things, and we're going to wrap it up with uh, all the articles and what's coming up from Arkansas Fight from Jacob Davis, and we'll be right back after the break. 
Shelby Taylor Trucking serves all your timberland needs in South Central Arkansas. With over 50 years in the industry, Shelby Taylor Trucking has established themselves as trustworthy leaders in the industry. From planting to harvesting to hauling your timber, Shelby Taylor Trucking is ready to serve you. Follow them on all social media platforms at Shelby Taylor Trucking. Learn more by visiting their website at staylortrucking.com. That's staylortrucking.com. McCoy Tiger Drug Store of Sheridan, Arkansas has been the top pharmacy in all of South Central Arkansas since 1895. They were also the 2020 Good Neighbor Pharmacy of the Year. They not only fix you up with your prescription with timely and friendly service, but also an elite gift shop. All your OTC needs, baby and wedding registries, tuxedo rentals, and much more. They're located at 821 North Rock Street in Sheridan. Give them a call today at 870-942-5121. And we want to welcome you back to another live episode of the Hog Talk Podcast presented to you by Arkansas Brewing Company. And we're moving on to the baseball series where they dropped another series to Vanderbilt. And I'll tell you what, it was kind of rough because with, with the weather, I mean, you're, you're playing rain delay. You lose the first game 9-6 in extra innings. The second game gets suspended in the rain. You, you won that one 11-6. And then you had to play another one. And just you lost that one, you know, in 5 nothing in, in seven innings because of the – the, the doubleheader, I don't know if that's a plan. Every time they do like a doubleheader, you, you run seven innings. So even if they went to nine innings, I don't think it would have made a bit of difference. So it just seemed like the whole weekend was off. Just one of those things that, again, that we're not used to. Um, and I just – I don't know kind of, you know, what's going on with the team. I don't, I don't know if there's something – if it's mental, if it's just offense, defense, but something just doesn't seem to be clicking. And I know Vanderbilt's a really good team. And, and I know it's hard to for some to sit here and not judge or criticize, but it's, it's almost become, you know, well, this is not the team from last year. This is not the team from the year before. But still yet, it's to be 37 and 14 overall, 17 and 10 in conference. That is something that we're not used to. I'm not used to saying Arkansas is 17 and 10 in conference. You know, we're just not used to doing that. You had a comfortable lead on um, – you had a lead on LSU. Now that's changed. You're tied with Texas A&M now at 17 and 10. Mm-hmm. You have a series left. So, Jacob, I don't know if you had a chance to watch any of the baseball series or, or what your few takes on the highlights you've seen, but I, do, I just don't know what, what's going on with, with this team. So I watched bits and pieces throughout the weekend. Uh, I missed the second game, the ending of the second game. I got to watch a, I watched the uh, whole uh, third game. You know, the pitching was kind of off on Friday night, but the bats were pretty solid. You saw uh, Brady Slavens come out of his slump, hit two home runs. You saw Robert Moore and and Caden Wallace continue to. Uh, do well uh, defensively. They kind of had a few lapses. I mean, they. I mean, look, dude. They had. They have a 984 fielding percentage coming into this series. Don't know what it is now, but I do know that it probably dropped a couple of decimal points. So I mean, they, did, they did have a couple of errors throughout the weekend. Something. Something's in their head right now. But Dave and Horn, I, and I agree with Dave. Dave says that this is a good team. 
they're not a great team. But this good team, when they're on, they're great. They could beat anybody in the country. But there, there's something lacking in this team. I don't know if it's a killer instinct or if it's an edge because, you know, you, you saw it last year. This team had an edge to them. And, I mean, they jumped out in the Super Regional in uh, Fayetteville last season and won 20-2 last year against NC State to start. And, and this team doesn't jump out on anybody. And, then, I mean, they come back from a, a lot of deficits. Uh, Friday night, out. I mean, the the most talked about thing on Friday night was the raccoon that was <laughs> that was in the stadium. I mean, up until that point, Arkansas had the lead, and then something happened. I don't know what happened. I mean, the uh, the the game went the other direction after the 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 coon deal, you know. And uh, you, you saw Brady Tiger throw that that pitch to uh, what's that guy's name? And I, I've talked about him all weekend. Everybody, I've I've talked about. Was number fifty-one from Vanderbilt, who's been there. Seems like been there for ten years, but he's only a junior. Uh, but man, he hit that home run off Tiger, and I was, it made my stomach drop. And, and I knew because Arkansas was right there, because I knew they could come out in the bottom of the tenth and win the ball game. And it just didn't do it. I don't know, man. I think there's there's something missing, and I think it's a vital piece and a piece. Because there's still a lot of baseball left to be played. They still have a, 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 a series against Alabama on the road next weekend. And then they have the SEC tournament after that. And then they have regionals. I think Arkansas is in a regional. But if they can get out of the regional right now. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, and that's the, that's the kicker because, you know, you know they're going to host a regional. But they're, they're in jeopardy of not being able to host a super. And I, if you ask me right now, are they one of the top eight teams in the nation? I can't say that they are. I mean, I'm not – then this is taking nothing away from Vandy, you know, but it is the SEC. But they've just not looked that dominant all year long to make me believe yeah. that they're a top eight team. They, they've got too many questions on the offensive side. Tiger, I mean, with Tiger, I mean, you're, he got touched up for the first time. You know, he's, he's being nails and, you know, he's a freshman. You know, he's going to come in there and – they're, they're going to catch up to him. They're going to watch more film on him and, and to get touched up. That, I mean, we've seen last year's, you know, season ended because Kevin Gops gave up a home run. So, I mean, it happens to the best of us. And it's just the fact that when they, like you said, when they're on, they're on. But when, when you've got your guy, you you got guys hitting in 230s, 250. You know, you don't have that lineup like you used to with the batting 300s. You know, you don't have that luxury where you're – Top half of your lineups all hitting over 300. So something's got to change between now and, and regionals. I mean, maybe they are just kind of waiting around. But I mean, to, and, and uh, man, this was the last, I think this is what people are kind of missing is this was the last like regular season home series at, at Baum Walker. Yeah, you're going to, you, you're walking into this thinking that you're going to host a regional, but. This regional coming up might be the last time these guys play in Baum Walker because they're not, as of right now, they're not guaranteed that they're going to be hosting a super regional. So if you've got to go somewhere else, nope. that's it for some of them seniors to ever, you know, play or some of the ones that are going to end up getting drafted. That's going to be all for them, you know, moving forward. They're not going to, that was going to be their last. So it's like you want to see a sense of urgency knowing that, hey, this is almost coming to an end. Now, 
does NIL have anything to do with it? Does it because they know they're getting drafted next year? Is there something mentally that are they just hit a plateau? Are they just you know moving on to you know in their head or that is their head somewhere else? But it needs to start transitioning to on the field if they want to prove to me that they really want to win this all because I know that head coach does. He deserves a national championship and. You know, if this was a mediocre team, if this wasn't one of the top recruiting classes in the nation and all this talent, you, you can't sit there and, and give it a pass because with the new facilities, with all the technology, with the coaching staff, with all this talent they have, and to be performing the way they have been, you know, it, it, it's kind of concerning. Yeah. And, and you've got these future pros. I know that Bob Moore and, and – Jalen Battles and and these guys like and Braden Webb, these guys are gonna have to figure it out because right now the only one that's hitting worth a day consistently is Caden Wallace and Braden Webb. And and you're waiting, you just keep waiting for Jalen and Bob. Those two guys I think are the guys that could push this team over the top. And I just keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And you see these glimpses of hope for these guys, and then defensively they're great, but then at the plate they're just I don't know, they it's like they are like a deer in the headlights, man. It's just really weird. Uh, Will Reed says uh, it was Enrique uh, Bradfield Jr. That's the guy that's name I was forgetting okay, earlier. Yeah, yeah he's... and uh, yeah, and then Dennis Mitchell says what I'm most disappointed by, but also encouraged by, is the fact we have not seen this team's full potential. Short of brief glimpses here and there, it is a sputtering engine full of talent. Yet they. Yeah, they run right, something like that. Yeah, that's, and the that's same true. Thing, yeah, I mean, that I is true. We know when this, when they're on, they're on. I mean, that we yeah. know if they were to, they have the talent and the potential to make it to Omaha. They have the talent yeah. and the guys. Do they have the pitching staff? That's yet to be seen. You, the the pitching staff is just as questionable as is the batting lineup because one guy in the series might be, th- you know, Connor Nolan might be throwing good. Now he gets touched up. You know, gave up a bunch of runs in that first game. So now you, you're yep. what you're used to your Friday night starter in a, in a series that you really need to win to hold that lead, that conference lead. I mean, this comes down to what we were talking about with the softball team. And one game can mean your overall number one seed or you're sharing it. And then it comes down yep. to when you go beyond that. Now it comes down to that vaunted, do you want to be that eight seed overall that, yeah, you get to host, but – no telling who you're you're going to get the best of the best that's coming out of another region. So it's always and we, tough. And while we while we're talking about it, the the whole scheduling issue there, Arkansas's RPI is not great, yeah. and a lot of the reason is because of the in-state schools that we played. You had UCA, you had uh, UAPB, and and Arkansas State, and they're they're not great RPIs. You know, and that's the thing about AM. They were so worried about hosting, they went out and they canceled uh oh yeah uh, incarnate word this past week. Yep. Because they said they they, they needed the uh, RPI to stay up so they could host. And I think that's a lot of Arkansas's issue is I mean Vanderbilt would have they were a top five RPI team. Arkansas goes out and gets two of the three, it, it sets their uh, RPI up, mm-hmm. which I don't think is a worry right now as far as getting uh, getting to host. Uh, a regional because Arkansas is basically they've got clout with the NCAA. They're they're gonna they're probably gonna host, but it, you know right now, like you said, you've you've we've yet to see 
the full t- the team uh, go at its best. Right, and, and right now they're not at its best. They've lost, I think, t- uh, their last two uh, home series, if I'm not mistaken, or two out of two out of three of their last home st- home series. And this is a mm-hmm. uh, this is a year, man. I thought Arkansas could go do pretty well at Bomb Walker, which they have. They're 37 and 13 overall, but they're not performing at the at their rate I I thought they would because I really thought they could have beaten Vanderbilt at home this weekend uh, for a series. Yeah, I mean, and you, you know, you go look back to the LSU series and you sweep that one. You know, you yeah, think that was things weird. were going great, and then you know the Texas A and M, you you lose that one in in uh, College Station. You have a close game, and that's where I think things kind of started turning because you look at the UCA game. I mean, that took 10 innings. Then you come back. Yes, you bounce back against Ole Miss and win that. Then you lose against Missouri State. Yeah, it's it's been an up-and-down battle. They've not put, like, together two great weekends in a row because, you know, you win the Auburn series at Auburn. We're like, okay, that's a great win over a ranked team away, and then you turn around – to a Vanderbilt team at home, and you lose. I mean, and, and like I said, I mean, I could be putting way too much into this, but when it's happened multiple times this year, it, it is concerning. But with the weather and how, you know, you're forced to stop and play it. But then again, it's this is Arkansas. This is Arkansas weather. We should be used to it by now. You should be used to playing doubleheaders and, and, and two seven-inning games and stuff. But, you know, Michael Turner right now leads the team in batting average. You got three guys top of your lineup that's batting over 300. The rest is 280 and below. I mean, you know, the RBIs, you know, they're leading RBI guy, Caden Wallace with, well, Brady Slavens is leading with 46. So, I mean, this is not, you know, they're only at 77 home runs. So, I mean, this point last year, you know, we're talking about breaking home run records. They're not hitting home runs like they used to, you know, what we're used to seeing. So, in the end, this could be one of them things, what we're used to seeing, how, again, how spoilt we say we are. But at a turn of when does it stop being, hey, we're spoilt to, hey, I'm kind of getting a little concerned, you know, in, in this late end of the season. We're not in February. We're not in March. You know, this is May going into June. This is going into postseason play. So I think in, in the grand scheme of it, we have a right to be concerned on where this team's going. Yeah. And you, you were talking about it, you know, we've become spoiled and, and it's, it's because and that's a good thing because when a fan, a fan base becomes complacent, you start beginning to think, well, is this it? Is this as far as we're going to go? And, and you think about it. And, and it's the same thing, same way I was with the basketball team. When Mike Anderson was fired, I, I thought this is probably the best we're going to have it. Going to go into uh, NCAA tournament every couple of years, and, and and the thing is, it's Omaha or bust for for the Razorbacks. That's that's that is the pride of this Razorback baseball program is get to Omaha and and, and win a championship or at least compete for championships. It's just so hard to get there. And the thing is, you know, we've seen it. We've seen how hard it is because we came from Arkansas came within one out of winning the national championship and they haven't been back. And they, I mean, it was so hard because, you know, the last Arkansas hasn't gone to the national championship game, the college world series final that many times either. It is so 
hard to do. There's not many repeat winners. It's just so hard to get there. Baseball's a crapshoot, man. And if you're pitching soft, you, you're not going to win. And if you can't hit, you're not going to win. <laughs> and right now, there's some days that the hitting's great and the batting's not good. And then this weekend in the first two games, our, our hitting's good and our pitching's, pitching's kind of off. So yeah, there's no happy medium right now, Porter. And, and if Arkansas, if they can get on at the right time, and they've got plenty of time, They've got this weekend and the SEC term to work on their stuff. Can they do it? And and you hopefully hopefully they get it right in the next six games or so before regionals. Yeah, I mean, and you got a quick turnaround. They're, they start on Thursday. They start the series at Alabama on Thursday. So yeah. you're you're traveling a day earlier now. There's a quicker turnaround. So and you're going up against Alabama. So you know this needs to be one of them. All right. If, if we're going to send a message and we're going to be like, all right, enough's enough, they need to sweep this series. I mean, they need to. Yeah. To to get back on track. If you want to be considered a top eight national seed, and maybe that's not their focus right now. Maybe they realize that, okay, we're not a top eight national seed. Let's just get into let, – let's host, host a regional. Hopefully we get matched up, just like a North Carolina State last year. Let's make it out of regional, hopefully get hot, get a great matchup in a super, whether it's away or home, and then get back to Omaha. That's, that is very – just because if they get to the point where they don't hope a super, host a super regional, doesn't mean the season's over. I'm not saying that the sky's falling in and, and this season's over with. And even if they don't host a super regional and they go, say, out west somewhere and, and get beat by, say, Stanford or something like that, you know, will it be a disappointing season? Yes, because that's where the standard, and this is where, it, uh, you know, the track and field program is national championship or bust. I mean, that's just what not everybody pays attention to it, but that's where the standard of the program is. And then right below that, you have the baseball program. It's Omaha or bust, or hosting a super regional is, is like common. That's what you're expected when you come to Arkansas. Men's basketball program. Now we're, hey, Sweet 16 or bust. If you don't make it to the Sweet 16 with the talent, I mean, every year. Like next year, your expectations is going to be probably Elite Eight because of what, with all the talent you have coming in and, and how Eric Musselman's used the transfer portal, got his team ready, late start, and they make these runs. When you start getting these number one, number two recruiting classes in the nation, your expectations are higher. Football. They won nine games. Their expectations now have went from a five to six, hey, let's just make a bowl game, to you're up to seven, eight wins now. You're at that next level. The expectations of the football team is now you have to win seven, eight games every year. You can't dip back down to the, the six and five and borderline are you going to make a bowl game in the last weekend of the, the regular season. And I, I believe we talked about that last weekend. So, you have to accept, if you want to be the best program in the nation, you have to expect the criticism if you don't perform like one of the best teams in the nation. Yeah. And you look around the country and you think about the Texas and, and the Florida States and the Stanfords of the, the country that are always really good at baseball. And you, you look at Arkansas. We're all in the same boat right now because there's one team in this country that has been really good and really consistent all season long. And I know we bring them up on every single podcast. And it's just Tennessee. Tennessee has been the best team in the country, the best team in the sec and the most consistent team all season long. They are what we were last year. 
and and they've been dominant. Everybody else, man, it's just it's going to be a crapshoot. I don't. I mean, I could look at the top sixty-four teams and tell you, I know one team. One team will probably make it to to uh, to the supers and and to Omaha, and I can't name you the other seven teams that are going to make it. Yeah, yeah it's, I- it's going to be tough. Uh, there, I mean, but that could play in Arkansas's favor too, because you know everybody's about the same. Can they if they advance out of the regional, get to the supers, and they they are up against a team that's about the same caliber, maybe lesser caliber. Maybe Arkansas can get to Omaha, and then it's just then it's just a crazy tournament until the end. There's a way you I can see it because Arkansas's got so much talent. There's no way. Well, I mean, let me restate what I'm going to say. I, I see there's a way for them to get to the College World Series championship game, but it's going to be tough. And and that's that's the thing. There's 60, like I said, there's 63 teams in this country that that are probably about uh, about 12 of them are at the same boat, and then Tennessee's at the top. That's that's all I can say right now. I don't know. Uh, I really don't know what else to say about this baseball team because honestly, it's it's going to be it's going to be weird. It's, yeah, you got it's gonna be a weird tournament. You, you got Tennessee sitting at forty-two and six. This is as yeah. of as of May eighth. The, the the rankings are deep from D one baseball. Then you got Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Arkansas at four, Virginia Tech, Miami, Louisville, Stanford, Texas Tech, and Texas A and M rounding out the top ten. So yeah. Texas A and M beats you best two out of three. You know, we know, and this is where you're, we're looking at these, and so then you go 10 to 16. And this is not saying that, you know, this is going to be the regional, how the regional seedings are going to be. But you, you look at Gonzaga, Virginia, Connecticut, Southern Miss, Texas State, Notre Dame. I mean, you, Notre Dame's hot. I mean, they're, they're 28 and 10, and they're climbing the poles. You have um, Stanford is another one that's shaky. You know, you never know. You go out to Stanford; they're twenty nine and fourteen. Yeah. Virginia Tech out of the ACC, thirty three and ten. My thinking is, I don't know. You know, depending on how this all works out, you could be end up either going to Stillwater and go to Oklahoma State. You know, you don't want those kind of matchups in the super regional. And and my thing is, do you really want to be matched up with another SEC team? In a super regional, because guess what, you know you're 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 talking about how Tennessee this year is Arkansas's last year. Arkansas walked through the SEC last year, and people were like, "We can't beat those guys. We know they're the better team." Now they starting to see chink in the armor. They starting to see that Arkansas is just not as dominant as they were last year. So guess what, you get matched up with a team like Texas A and M or an LSU, somebody who comes in to a super regional, whether it's Baum Walker or you're hosting away because we see with the Vanderbilt series, you know, they're, they're, they can get beat at home too. They're not that dominant yeah. team. So you do you you want to go out and play somebody who really doesn't know your your pitching style, your rotations, your at-bats, your tendencies, or do you want to play somebody who does and play somebody out of the SEC to, for a chance to go to uh, Omaha? Yeah, as long as you're a top eight seed, I think you're good to go because then you'll end up, uh, if you get out of regionals, you get to host supers. So if Arkansas, I, I don't know, man, they've, they have been given the benefit of the doubt 
so many times this season. And they've stayed in the, around the top five for the majority of the year. Now, the adversity hits. I could see them dropping to maybe seven or eight. So that means they'll play maybe the 15 or 16 seed in uh, in the Supers. I don't have the polls up in front of me, but I, I, uh, that's going to, I mean, obviously everybody's in the same boat, man. I, I'm going to pull those up real quick. Uh, just so, just so I can say. Uh, so if they, you're saying they play the 16th rate, 16 right now is Notre Dame. Okay, so but I'm I'm interested to see how they and I am interested to see how because here you're talking about they've been getting the benefit of doubt. Now this is like two series, like you said, you're like okay, this is you know we gave them benefit of the doubt. We're going to keep them in the top five. I will be interested to see if they stay in the top ten. I mean, barring I haven't looked at the the other people in the top ten, but I'm very interested to see how far they drop. I say they drop eight to nine. I'm not saying they drop out of the top ten, but I'm interested to see if they kind of punish Arkansas a little bit and be like, "Hey, look, you got one series left in the SEC tournament, a tournament that used to. Hey, look, we're just trying to get through till regionals. People are saying, why even have an SEC tournament? The how they pitch it and how." A lot of teams don't care about it. But right. I, I honestly, do they send a message and be like, all right, we're going to drop you down to 9 or 10. You've got this Alabama series and you've got the SEC tournament to really be like, all right, do you deserve, make them deserve a top eight national seat? We'll find out. But I, that's that's just my thinking on it. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the same way you are because you look at this team. Uh, you look at Oregon State, you look at Oklahoma State, Arkansas, Virginia Tech, Miami, and Louisville – they, I mean, I, I'm just basing it all off the records. Stanford's having a down year because you, I mean, last year they were so good. And then you've got Texas Tech who's having a down year, which, I mean, they've lost 17 games this season. It's just, it's really weird because you, you look at it and there's really no dominant team outside of Tennessee. There's no, there's no other team that can say, hey, I mean, I, I deserve to look, uh, uh, look to be the, as the number one team in the country. But, I mean, you see Southern Miss, Texas State, Notre Dame round out the top 16, not saying that's how it's going to happen. But you have LSU who could possibly host. They could probably boost up in the rankings. Um, Vanderbilt's probably going to get a, a push up at least the top 20. I wouldn't be surprised with a road road victory, the, uh, road victory in a series this weekend if they don't sneak up in the top 16. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be something to watch, Porter. I'm kind of, I'm kind of optimistic. Does Arkansas – find a way to stay in the top eight. I mean, it's, it's going to, it's going to be something to, to look at tomorrow when the polls come out. Yeah. And, and before we, we move on to the next subject, I, I think at the point right now, it's, are they, it's, are they going to host a super or are they going to have to go somewhere else? I think that's the, that's the level of where Arkansas is right now. And, and yeah. just to see that where they put them at, give them that national seating. And it, it will be very interesting. This Alabama series is going to be, the most important one of the series because if they drop this one or yeah, I mean, if they drop it, then you know, they're not going to be in top eight seed, but I am very interested to see it, but I will move on to the last segment and Jacob, we are going to add something new to the final segments of our shows. You know, we're really trying to incorporate what each one of us does with me, with sports and culture, Jacob Davis being the managing editor of Arkansas fight. So, you know, before we go on out, we're going to talk about a little football. 
and what you got going on this week. What can we look forward to with your uh, stuff and your articles at Arkansas Fight? Hell yeah. We talked about this before the show. And, and if you would have paid attention the past couple of weeks, especially to our Facebook page, I mean, we've been leaving hints of guys possibly committing. Uh, and you saw uh, – I've, I've had a uh, foreshadowing of Ricky Council after the Jackson Robinson uh, transfer news. I put a nugget in there about maybe Ricky Council being the guy. And, it, I mean, Ricky Council is the new transfer. He's a 6'6 wing guy out of uh, Wichita State as a transfer. And then today you end up getting Matt Landers in the football, uh, six foot five, uh, 200 pound wide receiver. I don't think I mentioned that at any point this week, just because I hadn't heard anything out of uh, some guys that I reached out to uh, about his visit, but obviously we liked Arkansas a lot. He ended up committing the scout to. So that was, uh, so that was a good deal there. Um, but really, this week, I don't know of anything outside of maybe the kid from Memphis that uh, visited, uh, visited like, I think last weekend. Uh, he's a defensive uh, a defensive lineman. Uh, so, uh, I think, his, I think his, uh, his last name's Joseph. Uh, his first name's slipping from me right now. But uh, he's a pretty good-looking defensive lineman out of the uh, out of Memphis, the University of Memphis. So that's another guy to watch. Um, and right now, outside of that, there's really nothing going on, Porter, that I know of besides you know the softball and the baseball team. Obviously, we'll be watching them. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'm going to try to have a couple of uh, lists come out this week, just just because we're going to have a lull period the next three days. So, uh, kind of give us some engagements. Uh, let some of the uh, let some of the Razorback Nation kind of uh, give me some thoughts about uh, top performances of, over the past uh, ten years uh, or twenty years in Razorback history and stuff like that. That's pretty much what the, uh, what you need to watch out for this week on Arkansas Fight. Yeah, and and speaking about our Facebook page, I mean that's been a huge. You know, our numbers and, and our engagements and our fans have really you know, hopped on board with all the success with the women's basketball team, the soccer team, the football team, you know, just everything that has come in, it's drawing big numbers. So, I mean, keep on, tell all your friends, everybody to come on over to the Facebook page, give us a like, give us, you know, a follow. Uh, we're always, you know, doing the best we can. Two guys here trying to, you know, promote the Arkansas Razorbacks, all the programs there. So jump on over there. Uh, big shout out to all of our sponsors, A Plus Insurance in Ozark, Arkansas, Grind It Right, Stump Grinding in Northwest Arkansas, Workman's Travel Center, you know, all the ones that have been there from the start, everybody, because we wouldn't be here without the fans and we wouldn't be here without our, our wonderful sponsors. And again, the Arkansas Brewing Company, one of our newest sponsors who sponsors all these live shows and I love, you know, just the engagements and we've had one of the best n- numbers wise months we've really ever had um and i'm really looking forward to this summer i think we're going to have a lot of new things coming out this summer we're going to keep doing these live shows you know best we can with our schedules and you know of course with summertime comes traveling and getting outside and enjoying the summer in this beautiful state of arkansas or going out of you know out of town to celebrate with friends and family so but for me, Porter Hayes of Sports and Culture Arkansas, Jacob Davis, unless you've got anything else, we're going to wrap this live show up. And uh, you got anything else? Man, I think that's it, man. I think we covered everything. Uh, y'all have a good night, good uh, good week, and tune back in on uh, Sunday, Sunday evening. 
we'll be on live again. Whoopig.